Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hey everyone, we are back in the basement, but we are not going to go through the Gospel of John today. We're going to take a little bit of a detour because Earlier on this week, we heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. And he brought up the fact that the relationship between him as the good shepherd and us as the sheep, he desires a very intimate relationship. He compared it between the relationship between him and the father, that the father loves him him like, like he loves his sheep. And the sheep would know him and love him like the son loves the father. And when I think of Jesus as the good shepherd, it automatically draws me to that famous psalm, Psalm 23, the great shepherd. And so we're going to take some time with Psalm 23 today, and it's going to be a bit more of a meditation. So if it's helpful for you to grab a pen and a piece of paper, maybe you journal, uh, maybe get into a quiet place before you listen to this or you could listen to it now and and walk through this a little bit later. But we're going to enter into Psalm 23 and take some time reflecting, asking a little bit of questions, letting the pictures that are painted here fall on our minds and our hearts and receive some encouragement from it as well. All with the focus that God is the great and good shepherd. So here we go. It says in verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So we're going to pause there. And at this time, I want you to reflect whether you need to write it out or just reflecting in your mind on the wonder of God. And what I mean by that is God, I know, has probably taken you to wonderful places. And that could be physical places. Maybe he's taken you to different parts of the world, different parts of this country. Maybe there's a place in your city that is just a wonderful, restful place where you can relish in his glory and his wonder and rest in him. We see this picture of green pastures and still waters. So maybe it's this physical place. But he's also brought you to wonderful places within you within your mind, within your heart, within your soul. It says, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That it all comes from him and his glory and his wonder that because of him, we are able to rest. We are able to relish in his wonder. So would you take this time to reflect on the wonderful places he's brought you, both physically and within your soul. Then it says in verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are 
with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I think it's pretty easy to imagine or or enter into this valley of the shadow of death. It, the world is is in a wild place right now, and it's easy to see death and destruction and evil. It's very tangible right now. But it says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When it talks about this rod or the staff, it usually refers to in scripture as this discipline. And again, this isn't a punishment, but I want you to imagine this rod as a nudging in the right direction. That if you're stuck somewhere, this shepherd would use his staff to pull the sheep out or to tap the sheep to get the sheep going in the right direction. And discipline at its root is talking about healthy rhythms established in your life. So as we meditate on verse 4 here, I want you to write down the rhythms that God has set up in your life. As you have walked with Jesus, as you have uh, entered into being a part of a church, what are the disciplines and the rhythms? They may go in line with the spiritual disciplines. What are the disciplines and the rhythms that have kept a comfort and a peace really throughout your life as you have hit hard times, as you have experienced or witnessed this valley of the shadow of death. And I think this is at the forefront of our minds right now um, because of what is going on. But let's refocus on what those disciplines are that keep us moving forward. And also, Maybe reflect on some disciplines that you would like to see happen in your life that aren't there and spend some time with God asking him, God, how can I enter into this? God, would you give me more of a desire for your word? Would you help me to see the moments in my day where I can sit down with you and learn who you are and, and find space, help me find space in, in my day, whether in time or or physical space, whatever it may be, have that conversation with God right now and let's reflect on those disciplines. As we move forward, again, feel free to pause this as you need, but as we move forward, in verse 5, it, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. This picture is near and dear to my heart. I come from a foodie family. We have always placed heavy value on the dinner table and coming together around food, that there is a deep, wonderful connection that happens there. And so I love that David brings this picture in. But the interesting thing is he, he says there's this table that Jesus has set, that God has set before him but his enemies are there also. So I, I want you to quiet yourself. If you need to close your eyes, close your eyes. If you're in a space that's busy, I encourage you to find a space that's quiet where you can focus. And I want you to imagine this table. 
a table that Jesus has set for you. There's a feast. As it says in the scripture, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. I want you to imagine this overflow of food on this table. And Jesus is there with you. And sure, there are friends and there, there's family there, people who you love and care about, but there are also those who are hard to love at the table that maybe they would call you an enemy or you would call them an enemy sitting at the table. And I want you to fix your eyes on Jesus and his smile as you gaze upon this feast, this wonderful time that he has set up for you. Maybe reflect on the feelings that you have. Is it overwhelming? Is the presence of Jesus and his blessings and his overflow, is it overwhelming your feelings, negative feelings maybe coming from those enemies? Within that picture, sitting at this table with Jesus and friends and family, but even with your enemies there, do you feel comfort? Do you feel peace? Do you feel joy in the presence of your enemies? I love how Jesus has the power to do that. But for some of us, maybe the, the enemy piece is overwhelming. And this highlights, man, we have some work to do in reconciling with people. that maybe we need to go and have some conversations with people. Maybe we need to spend some time reflecting. I can admit in my life, there are some hard people in my life that I know are there for the purpose, for their their benefit as well as my benefit, that God has placed them in my life to grow me into the person that God created me to be. Would you spend this time at the table imagining this space? And would you just write down some feelings that you're having? Maybe some convictions of your heart. And of course, write down the feelings that that you get, the comfort that you get, the deep inner joy and peace that you get from sitting at a meal with, yes, friends and family, but the risen Jesus, who has prepared this feast for you. It says in verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I just want to take this section to encourage you. He chose you. I want you to hear that. He chose you. He has chosen to open your eyes that you would see him. That you would see the sun. That you would recognize what he has done both walking through this earth displaying love as well as what he has done on the cross. And that as he rose again, defeating death, that he has 
brought you into new life. And he has given you eyes to see and to witness the love between him and the Father. And the Spirit being the expression of their love for one another. That that is the God that you serve. That it, it is love. God is love. And you get to witness it and experience it and, and, and let his love form you. You have been chosen. And as you witness that love of God, as that grace and that mercy has, and that goodness has been poured out on you and will follow you all the days of your life, it says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As you witness this love that you have an opportunity, he has purpose to you both to experience his love, to witness his love, but to also bring his love to the world. He has brought you near. He has brought you into his heart. You are a child of his. Let that verse encourage you that his goodness and his mercy shall follow you and that you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You have stepped into eternal life right now and he will guide you. He will be your good shepherd. He will be your great shepherd. Man, this is so encouraging and helpful for me in viewing God as the good shepherd i'm praying that this is a blessing for you that you guys get good stuff out of this time meditating on this psalm uh, have a great weekend and we'll talk next week i'm looking forward to it